Not a matter of if, but when a crisis could turn your world upside down. I'm Rashini Rajkumar, crisis strategist, licensed attorney, and host of The Crisis Files. In each case file, we explore a real crisis or a ripped from the headlines controversy. My crisis squad and I hope to guide you toward a solution path. Our suggestions are meant to empower you to handle your own crisis or prevent crises from happening. We do not provide legal, financial, medical, or PR advice for particular situations, but strongly recommend you seek out professionals to help your specific needs. Today, I've got two members of the Crisis Squad with me. Steve Silton, a business and entertainment attorney with Cozen O'Connor, who helps clients get out or stay out of trouble. Jennifer Hellman is CEO of Gov Public. She's a public relations and reputation management professional, working with businesses, nonprofits, and native tribes. Today, we talk about what happens when you feel you've made an ethical stand, but you lose or the tide doesn't go your way. A case file I call, Liz Cheney stands her ground. You may recall in August, Liz Cheney lost the GOP primary to Harriet Hegman by 35 percentage points in Wyoming. Once a Republican superstar, she's getting shunned by many in her party. According to one quote, she believes the nation is barreling toward crisis, lawlessness, and violence. Just the kind of words for the crisis files. Steve, what do you think about this? This goes under the heading, don't let any good crisis go to waste. Liz Cheney sees an opportunity in the Republican Party, particularly with the anti-democratic kind of movement within the the Donald Trump, the MAGA organization. Not all people who support Donald Trump, but just a very small portion. A lot of them were out protesting on January 6th, storming the Capitol, who don't believe that traditional democratic values are relevant anymore to the American experience. As we all know, Liz Cheney is the daughter of Dick Cheney, kind of the Republican stalwart. Former vice president. Former vice president, former defense secretary, former chief of staff under Gerald Ford. But a very long and deep Republican pedigree. And she made a very conscious decision to go against the grain in essentially opposing Donald Trump and, frankly, his worst kind of anti-democratic instincts, particularly after January 6th though her movement away from Trump actually started well before that. And in doing that, she knew she was going to run astray of her constituents within Wyoming. She knew she was going to lose. She won by 37 percentage in 2020, and she knew she was in major trouble. She had no illusions. That being said, she raised a boatload of money from out-of-state supporters. Her national platform obviously has risen dramatically. As we all know, she serves on the January 6th commission along with one other Republican, Adam Kinsinger. So this was a very specific decision that she made to go against And Trump. she is saying, she hasn't made a decision, but she is saying she's thinking about a run for president in 2024. So, Jen, with something like this, when you make a decision, politician or otherwise, even a regular person, to so go against the grain, in her case, take a gamble, how do you know it's going to pay off? What's the calculus? Well, you never know it's going to pay off. But I think having the the courage to make that decision goes with what she's trying to do. She's been using phrases that appeal to women. She's been talking about how the country has not been going well, having been run by men. She's clearly making an appeal to a certain audience and demographic. 
you mentioned some of the words she's been using. She's been talking about crisis, lawlessness, violence. She's trying to be the opposite of those words that she's using. That's very intentional language and aligns with her strategy for higher office. Well, it's interesting you point out that she's saying kind of men versus women. So that's even bigger than Republican versus Democrat. She may be alienating a lot of men out there, too. I don't know if that's a good gamble. Well, not necessarily. I think she's trying to be opposite of what we're currently experiencing. I think that she'll still get men who respect that, who want to see something different, want to see a difference in the way that the country is going. And she's positioning herself as that alternative. Politics, and I don't want to get too into politics here, presidential elections tend to be a reaction to the prior president, where you had Barack Obama, who was in very much reaction to kind of the instinctual leadership of George W. Bush. You had Donald Trump, which was very much reaction to our first diverse president and Barack Obama having a very, very established name. One of Donald Trump's biggest characteristics is his misogyny. Like him or hate him, he has a history of misogyny. And it's quite possible that this will open up an opportunity for a woman to step into that so role. So Liz Cheney is being very calculated with the use of her language. Language is very important, as you both know, in the work that you do. So how much more of this do you think, Steve, we're going to see from her? And what are some of the lessons all of us regular people can take from it? Well, we all know that when someone says they're thinking of running for president, they're running for president. That, <laughs> that's, <laughs> absolutely, for the book, right? that's absolutely clear. She's already preparing for that run. She comes from a family of some of the, the greatest love or hate Dick Cheney. I was not a fan of Dick Cheney, but he was one of the most astute politicians for half a century. His daughter, similarly, is very, very astute. She is preparing for a run for president. All her language is very, very calculated. She has used this crisis to her advantage. There's a great line in the movie Operation Petticoat with Tony Curtis and Gregory Peck where they're actually bombing his base, and Tony Curtis leaves the room saying, in chaos, there is opportunity. She sees the chaos. And now she has identified the opportunity, and she's going to seize it. And she's positioned herself incredibly well. If you think of all the Democrats who are deifying her, all the great things that all these Democrats are saying, well, her policies are an anathema to the Democratic Party. When you drill down to what she truly believes, whether it be on social issues or foreign policy or economics, she is very, 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 very conservative, probably more conservative than Donald Trump. Well, yeah, most for sure I'd say that. I love how you got Operation Petticoat into this case file. Way to go. You with the lines. It's great. Jen, you know, one of the things I wanted to talk about by way of solution is when is it okay to be wrong or not win? When you really are going for something, you feel like ethics are on your side, but it just doesn't go your way. I think this has been a perfect case of that. She's been very clear about what she believes. She has distinguished herself because she's willing to stick to her morals and values. We've seen her fight. Uh, We've seen her fight hard against what she believes to be an injustice. You know, I think there was a sense of cancel culture in Wyoming going against her, but then we saw it take off across the entire country. And in doing so, she's really become an underdog. And I think one of the things we've talked about in the past is that America fights hard for the underdog, and we're willing to give them a break. We have a more open mind about them, more willing to hear what they have to say. So I think she's positioned herself well. Right, and I always like to talk about audience analysis. Every kind of data point you can get about your target audience or audiences is important. And if you couple that with something that I've learned from a mentor that has become a mantra, there are no losses. There are only wins and learnings. So we learn, even in this loss, she learns about 
who her allies, who her audiences might be out there, Steve. Yeah, she has very strategically picked an enemy here in Donald Trump. And she is going to ride that as far as she can. And by doing so, she's essentially, as Jen has said, made herself the underdog, which is kind of ironic considering her last name is Cheney. And she's put a halo effect on herself. She's essentially put herself in a position where, with the exception of this very small group of people, everybody is lauding her for her courage. Even though it's quite possible, and I hate to be a cynic here, It was very strategic and planned and probably focus grouped as well. All right, Jen, you've taught us about the David and Goliath. How do we label David and Goliath in this situation? I think she is the David in this situation. And it is because she's the underdog. She's the one who's been fighting for what's right. The Republican Party in many ways has come against her in very hard and dramatic ways. So I do think she has the advantage in this case. All right, so let's... Talk kind of future casting, not only for Liz Cheney, but for all of us out there, people who are trying to turn what was maybe a loss into a positive. Maybe they're reimagining their brand or they have a new big company to try to work for or a big new bid that they're trying to get. What is your advice, each of you, for how people can turn things around? Just quick couple pieces of advice for, okay, yep, that happened. Don't cry over spilled milk. Now what? I think Liz Cheney has made a bet on 2022. And if the Trump Republicans, Dr. Oz in Pennsylvania, Herschel Walker in Georgia, the Masters guy in Arizona, if they come out, J.D. Vance in Ohio, if they win big, I think Liz Cheney is going to consider this a loss for herself. I think she's going to be relegated to the background. Trump will remain the biggest, most visible leader of the Republican Party. And there's not going to be a lot of soul searching. There's not a lot of soul searching in victory. If, however, the Democrats keep the Senate, which is more and more likely, by some miracle, maybe they even keep the House as well, though I don't think that's as important, Liz Cheney will become the new leader of the Republican Party. And it was a phenomenal gamble. I think she's taking a very strategic gamble in this case. All right. So you've heard Steve's predictions here. Jen, how can people take a big loss and turn it into a possible win? Well, big gambles come with big payoffs, and you have to be able to do that if you want to be president of the United States. I think it's understanding your audience, making sure she's presenting the alternative, which I think she's doing very deliberately, being very authentic. Now, whether this has all been focus grouped and her values are essentially created to become president, we don't know. But so far, she seems to be sticking to them. And as long as she is consistent and doesn't give us any reason to doubt that she hasn't been authentic by fighting this fight, I think she's put herself on a good trajectory. All right. Great insight, folks. Thanks to Crisis Squad members Jennifer Hellman and Steve Silton. Today's Crisis Brief brought to you by the Minneapolis Regional Chamber. Number one. In chaos, there is opportunity. Analyze your audience and present the alternative. Number two. Being the underdog can have an advantage. Number three. Big gambles can come with big payoffs. The Minneapolis Regional Chamber is a proud sponsor of the Crisis Files podcast. The Minneapolis Regional Chamber is the area's most active business advocacy organization, playing a critical role in top issues impacting the region, including workforce development, education, housing, and transportation. Make your voice heard by becoming a member of the Minneapolis Regional Chamber. Learn more at mplschamber.com or Google Minneapolis Regional Chamber. 
thank you to my podcast co-producer Tom Hamilton of Undertone Music. Want us to weigh in on your crisis? Email me, Rashini at RashiniGroup.com. R-O-S-H-I-N-I at RashiniGroup.com. I'm Rashini Rajkumar. Join me next time on The Crisis Files. Crisis Files.